0: On average, 149 weeks pass before those experiencing eating disorder symptoms seek help. That's almost three years. Alongside this, in a survey done by YouGov conducted for Eating Disorder Awareness Week, more than one in three adults in the UK who gave an answer could not name any signs or symptoms of eating disorders. In 2021, it was estimated that 1.25 million people in the UK have an eating disorder. It's also estimated that 28.8 million Americans. Americans will have an eating disorder at some point in their lifetime. These stats show just how prevalent these issues are, and hopefully by raising awareness around these issues, we can get those who are struggling the help that they need. I absolutely don't believe that we need a hierarchy to rank which disorder is more challenging than the next. However, I do think one of the more challenging aspects of an eating disorder is that you can't entirely remove the thing that causes you the issue. When it comes to most other substances or behaviours, sobriety is an option. when it comes to food. We can certainly remove certain foods, but to get away from food altogether is just simply not possible. So as it is Eating Disorder Awareness Week this week, I want to help raise awareness. So I want to go through some common types of eating disorders that we see, some of the signs to look out for, how to help the people around you, and how to help yourself if you're struggling at this moment in time. So the first and most well-known type of eating disorder is anorexia nervosa that can best be defined as an eating disorder that causes people to obsess about weight and what they eat. So some of the common symptoms to look out for are being considerably underweight compared to people of a similar age and height, a very restricted eating pattern, an intense fear of gaining weight or persistent behaviors to avoid gaining weight despite being underweight. So the second type of eating disorder we see, which is super common, is bulimia nervosa, which is defined as a serious eating disorder marked by binging, followed by methods to avoid weight gain. So some of the symptoms to look out for in yourself and others here would be eating a ton of food and eating it very fast as well, going to the bathroom a lot after eating and excessively or obsessively exercising. The third most common eating disorder that we see is binge eating disorder. And the issue with this one is that we throw around the terminology quite loosely. When far more of us experience this than we probably recognize, this can be best defined as recurrent episodes of consuming unusually large amounts of food and feeling unable to stop eating. Some symptoms to look out for here would be eating much more rapidly than normal, eating until feeling uncomfortably full, eating large amounts of food when not feeling physically hungry, eating alone because of feeling embarrassed by how much one is eating. So this is not an exhaustive list per se, but the majority of us experiencing these issues will likely fall into one of these three categories. I do believe that you can be on the spectrum of an eating disorder. So if you're spotting signs of yourself experiencing some of the examples that I just mentioned, but you still feel that it's relatively under control or not super frequent, it might be worth reaching out before it does get worse. But it doesn't necessarily mean you need to diagnose yourself with an eating disorder you can be in the early stages you can have tendencies towards these certain behaviors but i'd always say that if you do spot any signs of this it's much better to catch it early before it does wreak any havoc on your life and this is completely my opinion but in my experience with understanding eating disorders is that the vast majority of the time it's not usually to do with the food so much the food is simply the substance that they've lent towards it usually comes down to a much deeper mental well-being challenge that's manifested in the form of an eating disorder and with that being said if you spot these signs within a friend or a family member you might want to just focus predominantly on working on their mental well-being before you address the food issue so spending quality time with them to ensure that they feel part of the social group try to help them build up their self-esteem a little if they're highly critical of themselves don't necessarily deny their reality but perhaps offer a more rational perspective. Be a sounding board for them, be open to listen, allow them to express themselves. And if you feel they'll be receptive to it, try pushing them in the direction of getting help. But you'd be amazed at how much can be done just by going through those few steps. All psychological and physiological conditions, as a matter of fact, are going to have their difficulties. But by reaching out if you're someone in need or by being someone that helps a friend, family member or colleague in need, you could do a huge service to this individual. So if you'd like some resources, I'll pop them in the show notes for you guys to have a read-through in your own time. But just remember to be vigilant. Just look out and try and take care of those around you or those who you might not feel that have that support system around them. I hope this helps, team. Look after each other, and I'll speak to you all tomorrow. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being